0: What is up? What is up? What is up? What is up? Ladies and gentlemen, Uh, welcome. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, whatever time of day you might be listening to this podcast. Um, Again, welcome. My name is William Henry Slater in recovery and I'd like to welcome you to The Dope Sick Champion. Um, today is Monday, May the 4th, 2020. This is obviously um, the first ever edition of this show and I wanted to come on uh, essentially to talk about a couple of different things, um, why I'm doing the show, who the hell I am, um, what we're going to be doing um, going forward and why this is such an exciting thing um, for me to be doing at this point in time in my life. Um, first of all, wanted to talk about how I introduce myself and um, why that I say I'm in recovery versus I'm an alcoholic or I'm an addict or something along those lines. Um, First of all, if you couldn't tell um, (laughs) by the title of the show, Dope Sick Champion, um, yes, this show is about addiction and recovery. Um, It's going to be about a lot more than that, and I want to delve Um, deep into things that are pretty interesting about addiction, such as the neurochemistry, the brain science um, behind addiction, which I've always found to be um, a truly, truly fascinating topic. Um, But first of all, um, why I say that I'm somebody in recovery uh, versus I'm somebody that's an alcoholic or a drug addict or a recovering heroin addict, whatever it might be. Um, is simply because of the connotation uh, that the words have to it. Okay, I believe that words have meaning. Um, so when you say that you're an alcoholic, when you say that you're a drug addict, doesn't mean that this is true. But people just get the feeling that that means you're an active drug addict. You're an active alcoholic. And when I say that I'm in recovery, it gives the connotation that um, gives the gives the idea. Um, to the person who's not in the rooms of AA or NA or HA or CA or whatever it might be, um, gives them the idea that I'm somebody that's actually in the process um, of improving my life. And that's the impression that I want to give to people. And, um, you know, truly, what does recovery mean? For me, it doesn't have much to do with being sober, believe it or not. Um, It it can. And for most of us, it does have a great deal to do with the fact that we used to do drugs and we don't do drugs anymore. Um, That's why I'm in recovery. Um, But for me, recovery simply means that you've recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body. I'm not a big um, Alcoholics Anonymous big book thumper. However, um, that's a a line from the AA big book. They talk about being in a hopeless state of mind and body and recovery simply means that at one point in time, you were fucked. Um, You were addicted to gambling. You were addicted to drugs. You were addicted to shopping, sex, whatever it might be. And um, you are now making your way back towards the light. You're making a concerted effort to be on your own team as opposed to um, uh, self-destruction. So I think that recovery just means, again, you're doing something to improve yourself um, as opposed to doing something to destroy yourself. So that's why I say that I'm in recovery versus why I'm a drug addict or an alcoholic or something along those lines. Um, So secondly, what's with the name Dope Sick Champion, right? Right. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm dope sick You know what the hell are you talking about dope sick champion what are you dope sick no um, I'm not currently dope sick first of all it's a little tongue in cheek so I'm a very sarcastic sardonic uh, type of guy I got a pretty cynical Sense of humor, as you'll come to know and hopefully, hopefully enjoy. Um, you know, but the really, what it's a little bit cheesy. But what it means to me is that we're sick of dope, and we're champions. If we're in recovery, uh, we are champions. We're championing a cause. Um, you know, we overcame something that's extremely difficult to overcome in life. You know, if recovery was easy, um, everybody would be in it, and there would be no such thing as an active drug addict. Um, but it's not easy. You know, every single day. Anybody that's in recovery from whether it's an actual drug addiction or whether it's a mental illness or whatever it might be, you know, we wake up in an active struggle and um, most people will never understand how difficult it is, um, to be in recovery. Uh, for me, you know, I I was addicted to everything under the sun from alcohol, uh, to heroin, to cocaine, to Xanax, um. You know, and then that's some—that's an affliction that affects about ten percent of the population. So, ninety percent of people out there will never know how difficult it is for ten percent of the population uh, to wake up and um, attempt to make this happen, uh, to attempt to stay sober. You know, obviously not all not all that 10% is in recovery. So I should reword that to say that, um, you know, how difficult it is for us in recovery to wake up every morning and, um, you know, battle this demon. And um, I think that battling it is even a wrong way of wording it uh, because truly we fight back by, uh, by letting go. Um, that's one of the things that I believe. But, um, you know, who am I... And why am I doing this show is one of the main reasons why I wanted to come on today and um, release this first episode. Um, Not so much, you know, talk so much about um, a topic, but more or less what this show is going to be all about, what I'm going to do going forward. So, um, you know, first of all, a little bit of my story. Um, Again, my name is William Henry Slater. I'm 32 years old. Um, and I'm currently in recovery, you know, frankly, um, drug addiction is something that I've battled, uh, for the majority of my life, you know, since, since the first time that I picked up a beer when I was 15, um, addiction and trouble, um, have gone hand in hand, um, you know, but throughout my twenties, I was a relatively successful guy. Um, I was a stockbroker for seven years, believe it or not. Um, if you've ever seen boiler room or the Wolf of Wall Street, you know, those crazy sales pitches, the Coke, the strippers, all that madness, um, that's the lifestyle that I indulged in and, uh, and I indulged. Um, I indulged to a significant degree and um, you know, I kind of was able to hide out in that industry because it was a business where addiction was basically a prerequisite. Um, addiction was something that was encouraged more or less in that business and as long as you came to work, made sales, um, generated commission, you know, raised capital, uh, your bosses didn't really give a shit about how much you drank. Or how much coke you put up your nose, and um, you know, ultimately, <laughs> as I sniffle, um, ultimately that was the case. Um, I was I was functional for for a good portion of my twenties until I was about 29, when all that just got the better of me. Um, my world came crumbling down, and um, you know, I, I lost everything uh, from a girlfriend that I had for eight years uh, to a great high end apartment that I had in Massapequa. Um, you know, I had a very nice uh, German sports car uh, that I had to uh, get rid of, and um, that's when I started frequenting uh, the rehabs and mental institutions. I'm going to get into my story more as we go forward with this show. I don't want to talk about the entire thing because I-, I could take up an entire half hour with that uh, story in and of itself, um, however... What I will say is that there was a couple of suicide attempts in there. Um, there was a robbery there i 've done a lot of jail time i 'm currently on parole. And um, I'm actually in a long-term program right now, a long-term rehabilitation program that shall remain nameless. Um, I'll probably be here for another couple of months, but I think one of the interesting things for you guys out there listening, for you and my audience, is that you get to see firsthand this shit show. <laughs> I'm going to document you know, my recovery in this podcast and whether it's a utter failure, whether it's a total catastrophe or whether it's a massive success, you're going to know about it. And I think that's going to be compelling on your end. Um, I wrote a book. So while I was in said institutions, mental hospitals, jails, rehabs, etc., so forth, I had a lot of time on my hands. Um, and I spent that time, you know, for the most part, putting it to good use, uh, delving into spirituality, um, meditating, uh, reading a lot of great literature, whether it was Stephen King or Cormac McCarthy, um, to all the uh, great works of um, you know, existential philosophy, the Stoics, uh, the Epicureans, etc., so forth. Um, I'm self-taught to a great uh, degree in that capacity, um, you know. But what I what I delved into, mm-hmm. which is probably the most important thing for me, was the uh, was the Buddhism and uh, the ability to just sit with myself in in meditation is a beautiful gift that um, I've never been able to. I, I didn't. I, I was never able to experience before going to jail. So. I can honestly say um that my jail time believe it or not was a blessing. Um and, and I'm grateful for it. I can't believe that I could say that today, but I can. And um you know, truthfully, I'm extremely extremely blessed to even be breathing. Um like I said, I had two suicide attempts. I had four very bad overdoses where I had to be brought back to life with the Narcan and the heart paddles uh from heroin. And um you know, the truth is that I was almost another victim uh to this uh To this horrible opiate epidemic that we see, that we've seen here over the last number of years. And before I get into the um, epidemic and the numbers there, I want to talk a little bit more about my book. So I wrote a book called Heroin Holocaust, like I said, while I was incarcerated, while I was in rehab. And um, this is a book documenting three years of my life between 2016 and 2019 um, where I went from a very successful individual um, to being, you know, a completely broken, completely destitute on the streets in very toxic relationships, um, you know, crazy uh, sexual exploits, crazy exploits in the drug world. Um, they the characters that I met—I mean, oh my God—the people in the in the homeless shelters, and mental institutions, and jails are just uh, too too strange to make up. It's truly stranger than fiction. That uh, that's, that phrase is appropriate for my book. So I'm very excited about it. It is finished. Um, it's something where I, I hand wrote it all and that while I'm quarantined, while I'm here, I have my laptop um, and I'm typing it up. I'm transcribing it and I'm very, very excited um, to work with a potential publishing company um, to get this thing out there, get my story out there because I think that it's something that not only a lot of people can relate to, um, whether you're a drug addict or not, um, but it's something that um, can I believe really help a lot of people that are struggling with the same things that I struggle with and if I can even help one person then I did something very special. Um, I also talk about much more than just my own autobiography again just like I want to do with this podcast I talk about the neurochemistry the brain the actual brain science behind addiction Um, you know the evolutionary to the genetic to the social factors behind why we become drug addicts. and why. You know, I wanted to give with my book a firsthand account of the opiate epidemic on the front lines of this war of attrition that we wage against ourselves. And maybe give the layperson an understanding as to why somebody would give up a perfectly good life uh, to go shoot dope and coke in the streets. And, um, you know, that's what I tried to do. I tried to give my audience a firsthand real raw uncut account of all of that and uh, that's what i that's what i did with my book that i hope to publish at some point this year like i said heroin holocaust and that's what i hope to do with the dope sick champion um this podcast Uh, so that's really what i'm what i'm gonna do going forward is first and foremost like i talked about in my trailer we're gonna have a real raw uncut look at um at recovery okay I'm I'm sick and tired of going to AA meetings and I'm not bashing AA I'm not bashing NA I'm not bashing any of the groups out there whatsoever um I think that they have they serve a great purpose and I still go to meetings occasionally when I can and you know obviously nobody's going to meetings now with this epidemic um excuse me with the pandemic (laughs) that we're seeing with coronavirus um however excuse me I got a little bit of allergies going on um what I can say is that um, I, I'm tired of going and hearing a very stuffy message. Um, you know, something that's really boring and cliche. and And I think that some something that people in our age group, for the most part, you know, the millennials, quote unquote, um, really can't uh, identify with. It just doesn't vibe with us, frankly. And um, I want to talk about something exciting. You know, let's. Yeah, we used to do a lot of drugs and we don't anymore. But I don't think we have to come at this with such a clinical. Point of view. I think that we can attack recovery from a holistic point of view. Um, there's something where it's look. It's a physical, mental, and spiritual disease. So let's take care of the physical. You know, let's talk about how we can work out, how we can do exciting things. our uh, shit, skydiving, uh, whatever, cliff, uh, climbing mountains, um, running marathons. Let's talk about a uh, diet, how that impacts us. Let's talk about um, you know, taking care of our mental health because it goes hand in hand with addiction so much. Um, what can we do as far as therapy and psychiatry? Etc. So forth. What can we do about understanding ourselves and understanding our disease better? And let's talk about the spiritual aspect of it. Let's talk about um, you know the AA literature, the NA literature. Let's talk about helping other people. Let's talk about helping ourselves. Let's talk about God. I'm not a big God guy, but that's a controversial issue. Let's talk about uh, what we believe in and how that can help us. You know, the third step of AA, uh, like giving your t- turning your will and life a- over to the power of a-, of a God of your understanding. And I-, I believe in 12 steps, but I believe in the 12 steps. Um, but I, I want to think outside the box. I really do. So, I- I- So what I want to do is I want to have guests on the show. Where we're going to have both agreements and we're going to have heated debates. We're really going to get into it, um, and I'm really excited for it, because as you guys know, I'm assuming my demographic that I'm reaching is uh, mostly people that are in recovery or hey, in active addiction, and if you are, more power to you. Um, you know, but you guys know better than anybody that we have the craziest stories out there. So I'm going to have some storytellers on here. I'm going to have doctors on here. I'm going to have neuroscientists. I'm going to have that to talk about addiction. Um, I'm going to have sponsors, sponsees. I'm going to have, uh, people from all walks of life talking about their experiences in addiction and recovery and how we can help ourselves going forward from a standpoint of something that is exciting as opposed to boring, you know? A lot of us, when we come into, quote, the rooms of NA or AA, you know, we think that our life is over and we think that uh, we can't have fun anymore. But I, I found that, you know what, my time in recovery, and I didn't talk about that yet, but my time in recovery has been... It's been up, it's been down, it's been terrible, horrible, and amazing, and awesome, and gratifying, and meaningful, and, um, you know, it's been all of those things, but it's never been boring, it's never been boring, and I'm just so grateful, I'm so excited to be on this path, and I just want to continue that going forward, I truly do. you know, with my podcast, uh, with my book. You know, once I get out of this program, I plan on getting into personal training. I want to help people that way. I want to make some money that way. Frankly, I want to get out there with my literature. Um, I want to do some speaking. I, I want to, um, you know, make a positive. <laughs> you know, I don't like to use the terms positive and negative because they're subjective. But whatever kind of positive impact mm-hmm. that I could have on this world. Uh, I want to be able to do that, Um, you know, so again, I'm just really excited about what this show can bring to the table over the course of, uh, you know, the coming period of time, I'm excited to bring anything that I can to the table of recovery, anything that I can contribute, Um, like I said about my book, if I can, with this podcast, help even one person get through a tough day that they're having in recovery, and if I help somebody to not pick up a drink or a drug today, you know, then then to me, I did something very special, um, you know, I I did I don't want to use the phrase uh, God's work, but um, you know, I did something that's very important, very meaningful. So, you know, with that being said, I didn't want to do a very long episode today. I wanted to do something relatively short. So, you know, with these uh about 17 minutes that I took up, I just wanted to say truly thank you for listening. I'm going to try to do this show maybe once a week, but hey, uh, I'm a shoot from the hip type of guy, so we'll see. Uh might be more than that. I'm hoping to be more than that and um I'm hoping that the next time I speak to you guys, I'm going to have a guest on, um, you know, that, uh, that, can, that can have a crazy story for you and hopefully a meaningful, uh, helpful message. So again, my name is William Henry Slater in recovery, uh, coming to you from quarantine. This has been episode one, Monday, May 4th, 2020 of the Dope Sick Champion. I want to thank you guys very much for listening and hopefully you come back for episode two. Thanks again. Have a great one.